We aren't the only ones talking about how Leonard Fournette could lose out on some snaps to Rashad White, and that change could happen sooner than later. Let's go. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome to the Locked On Bucks Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And we thank you for making us your first listen or view of the day. I am James Yarko, joined by my esteemed co-host, Mr. David Harrison. You can check out all of his written work over at Sports Illustrated's BucksGameDay.com. Check out mine over at SB Nation's BucksNation.com. And of course, follow everything on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, and at DHarrison82. Thanks again for making the Locked On Bucks podcast your first listen or your first view of the day. Today's episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Locked On NFL. There are reasons to be confident that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers can defeat the Seattle Seahawks, but there are also reasons to be concerned that they won't. We're going to get into some of those a little bit later, but first there might be a benching coming up for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And we've been talking about this, but so is Greg Allman of the athletic predicted in a column that he published on the athletic on November 8th, James. And uh, you know, I, I like what we do and I think we do a pretty good job, but I think that Greg Allman who uh, has been doing this day in day out since his Tampa Bay times days, a little bit more plugged into what's going on around the franchise. So while I appreciate our take, I think Greg Allman really only kind of solidifies what we've been saying. Yeah, uh, no doubt about it. In the uh, in the column, Greg wrote, wrote, quote, Leonard Fournette has disappointed this season. His 3.3 yard average is the worst in the NFL in any of the last three seasons for anyone with as many carries as he has. He doesn't have a run longer than 17 yards after runs of 46 and 47 yards in his first two seasons in Tampa. And rookie Rashad White is slowly taking more and more reps at his expense. And quote, yeah, you and I have kind of called for this for a little while now. And, and I've pointed out that it's not just the yards per carry, right? It's Rashad White looking more explosive, more decisive. Uh, he seems to bring a little bit of a different energy. And I'll even go so far as to say I was listening to another podcast on uh, on Thursday while I was working. And for those that play fantasy football, it was the Fantasy Footballers Podcast. And even they were talking about how they felt Leonard Fournette should probably start to lose some of these carries to Rashad White for the exact same reasons that you and I have been talking about for weeks. So it's there's a lot of people starting to take notice of what Rashad White brings to the field right now. And a lot are taking note of what Leonard Fournette is not bringing to the field. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's 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 unfortunate, right? Because Leonard Fournette obviously had a really great run, and and you know, all the nicknames were coming up, and it was a lot of fun uh, to to deal with. The problem is that when you're not doing well and you don't have a good attitude while you're not doing well, you fall out of favor really quickly, and and not just with fan bases, but you fall out of favor with fans, or uh, not just with coaches, sorry, but you fall out of favor with fans, you fall out of favor with the media. And that's what's going on. And, and look, it's it's a very short spurt, right? It's a very small dose right now. And I know there's some people out there saying, you know, that 3.3 yard average over the last three seasons is not a fair uh, estimate of what Leonard Fournette has done because a lot of that damage is probably done this season. 
But honestly, if a lot of that damage was done this season, guys, that shows you how bad he's been this season. But not only has he been bad, but when Rashad White goes in, and, and it's not even like Leonard Fournette got benched. There was one series where, where Rashad White goes in and basically gets the entire series. Leonard Fournette is on the sideline. Leonard Fournette came right in the very next series. Like it, Again, it wasn't like Lenny just got told, hey, sit down, take your helmet off. You're done for the day. It was, we're going to give the rookie some burn here. And, oh, by the way, your team got a field goal. And I know a field goal is not, ooh, wow, save the world. But in that game, a field goal, I mean, again, if you don't get that field goal, you might lose that football game, right? So uh, it's just, it's very weird because this is the same running back that not that long ago was telling Rashad White and Keyshawn Vaughn that he's going to need them to pick up some of the slack because he can't do it all on his own. And we were talking about how much usage he was getting and how that wasn't going to be sustainable. And now that Rashad White is starting to get more burn and take some of the weight off of Leonard Fournette, who's struggling while he is on the field. Now it's a problem. And now we've got, we've got problems on the sideline. And again, you know, I don't know if they're bleeding over into the week or the practice and we'll see what happens in the game. But the, the fact that Leonard Fournette just turned from, Hey, young guys, I'm going to need you to carry some of this weight to being upset that they're carrying some of the weight shows that this is not a running back. Who's truly in the mindset of what's best for the team is best for me. It's, what's best for the team is me. And if I'm not out there, then I, then that's a problem. But at the end of the day, him being out there has been a problem. Yeah. And it's, it's so frustrating, I guess, from the outside looking in, right? Because we don't know everything that's going on in those, those meeting rooms or in the locker room or, or everything like that. But you would have to think at some point, Leonard Fournette would, would realize that Rashad white getting a big bulk of carries early in these games is not only going to benefit Rashad white and benefit the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but it's going to benefit Leonard Fournette. And we saw plenty of examples of that in 2020 where Rojo was getting the bulk of the work early. Then you have a worn out tired defense late into the third, into the fourth quarter. And that's when Leonard Fournette was breaking off those massive runs and, and just wearing guys out with his strength and his his toughness and guys didn't want to hit him because he's so big and they were so tired so then you're going to start to see him clipping off those seven eight nine you know 14 yard runs whatever the case may be so it's we live in a world where everybody can be happy and everybody can succeed as long as they're all kind of taking on these different roles so i I hope Lenny kind of snaps out of this funk that he's allegedly in. Um, Rashad White has earned the ability to carry the ball more, and and that's you know that's fine, that's okay. Everybody has to do their part. You're a four and five football team fighting to try to get to five hundred before the bye week. Yeah. What what's happening isn't working so far. Maybe try to shake some things up, and everybody will benefit. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, you know, the only thing I can I can imagine that Leonard Fournette might be upset about is he might have a clause, some sort of bonus that activates with X amount of yards rushing. And he's thinking, I can't get to those yards with only nine carries, which is what he had against the Los Angeles Rams. And while I get that, if you bro, like if you need 35 carries to get every hundred yards, you're trying to get towards that bonus. That's not realistic. That's not fair uh, to ask of your team. And oh, by the way, Rashad White. One one fewer carry than you against the same defense with the same offensive line. So anybody out there saying, well, it's not Lenny's fault. It's the offensive line's fault. Guys, Rashad White is running behind the same offensive line. And don't get me wrong, Rashad White's not setting the world on fire either. But kind of to Greg Almond's point, if you're going to be dead last in the NFL, you might as well be dead last and cheap while you're doing it. And I think that's kind of a brilliant way 
uh, of looking at. But Rashad White, even with one fewer carry, eight more rushing yards with one fewer carry than Leonard Fournette. So with the same offensive line going up against the same defense, one back is clearly doing better than the other, even though even neither back is, is setting the world on fire, uh, like I said again. But, um, you know, one back is over there saying, look, we need to do this as a team. One back is saying, well, I'm mad that I'm not in there for a drive. And I think you go with the guy that's got the team mentality over the guy uh, that I don't know, James. Maybe he's living off of uh, some Super Bowl residuals. But, uh, you know, the Buccaneers are trying to run, run a winning organization, and they can't do it with guys who are living off the past. They got to live. They got to do it with guys who are looking towards the future. And if you have a small business, you need to look towards your future. You need to look at our friends at LinkedIn. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You can't just trade them or cut them or draft a new guy next year. No, you might be stuck with that guy or girl and you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Then you add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. Indeed, they do. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks again for making the Locked On Bucks podcast your first listen or your first view every single day, sometimes multiple times a day. If you haven't heard or seen the interview with A-Train, the great Mike Allstop, please do so. He joined us from Vilsack, Germany. I have a lot of memories of Vilsack, Germany. Held plenty shifts. In Rose Barracksville, Sec Germany. Anyway, that's for another day. For your second listen, make sure you check out Locked On Sports today, which if you're listening to that today, I'm actually going to be on it. So thanks for listening to me again. Uh, from the games that matter, the most and the biggest stories, uh, go beyond the scoreboard, behind the scenes with local experts and insight that only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Because yes, indeed, I was in Ashburn, Virginia at the Commander's Compound as the announcement that Dan Snyder is being sued. Um was being made it was a very interesting day we've got predictions coming up in just a bit about the buccaneers who are not getting sued but first yeah. we're going to discuss what we're confident in concerned about and james real quick i am confident that the buccaneers are starting to shift their attitude a little bit towards doing whatever it takes to win i'm going to illustrate it this way against the los angeles rams the tampa bay buccaneers scored six points in their first 10 possessions now mind you the average game usually has about 12 possessions. So the fact that they had 10 possessions and then another three is actually somewhat amazing in and of itself. And Sean McVay and the Los Angeles Rams are probably kicking themselves that the Bucs had that 13th possession because, well, that's where they lost the game. They had 10 points in the final three drives of the game. Uh, they had one of those three drives not produce points, but it did result in a goal-to-go situation. That was the turnover on downs. In those three drives, James, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense ran 27 plays. Six of them involved players named Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, or Leonard Fournette. The other 21 plays all included players named Rashad White, Kate Otten, or Scotty Miller. In fact, one of those six plays that did involve your three stars was the incomplete pass in the end zone for Mike Evans. That was a turnover on downs and an incomplete pass intended for Chris Godwin. So two of those six plays were incomplete passes. That's 
is a drastic shift in how the Buccaneers are trying to operate from the season prior or prior to this these, these three drives. And I think that is really the turn that we need to be talking about is the fact that whether it be Tom, whether it be Byron or a combination of the two, this Buccaneers offense is sick of trying to live on just the stars alone. And I'm not saying the stars don't need to get involved, right? Yes, you need to target Mike Evans. Of course, you need to target. Don't, don't get crazy. But let's start looking at who can provide us solutions instead of trying to rely on the same old songs because the same old songs honestly led to a losing record at that point in time. Yeah, and I mean, you you take a look at the way that the offense had been operating, and you'd have to think defense are sitting, defenses are sitting there saying, you're not going to beat us with Mike Evans. You're not going to beat us with Chris Godwin. You're not going to beat us with Leonard Fournette. Make one of these other guys beat us, and they finally did. So it, it could open some things up uh, for the Buccaneers. Real quick, my confident in is that the Bucs defense is going to continue to tighten up. And you saw the way that, the defense got a boost last week with the return of Carlton Davis, Sean Murphy bunting, Akeem Hicks. I'll get to him in a minute. You're looking at this week, the Bucks probably, hopefully, getting Antoine Winfield Jr. back. So now you have your leader on the back end coming back. You have your leaders at all three levels. Vita Vea is playing extremely well. You're starting to see Devin White come back around. Levante is going to continue to be Levante. But Antoine Winfield Jr. has always been that guy on the back that is the leader back there. He's the voice. He's the energy. You know, he's one of the guys that you can point to and say he's a heart and soul of the defense. So that's going to provide a huge boost. But I can't understate the effect that the return of Akeem Hicks had on Vita Vea. Think about it. His first game back from missing all that time with a foot injury, Vita Vea has two sacks and three tackles for loss. I think he had three quarterback hits. So having that other threat in there opened things up for Vita Vea. And I know Corbin, host of Locked on Seahawks on your guys' crossover, talked about how concerned he is with Vita Vea in this game and that he is going to have some matchup advantages. Bringing back Akeem Hicks only increases those odds that Vita Vea is going to be able to break through. And you know what? If they do opt to double Vita Vea, Akeem Hicks, all due respect to Nacho, all due respect to the development and the growth of Logan Hall. You know, Akeem Hicks brings a little bit of a different push and a little bit of a, a different look for this defensive line. So this the defense is finally starting to get healthy. They just have to keep it together. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, uh, another prediction that Greg Allman made in that same column where he predicted Rashad White uh, taking over for Leonard Fournette was that Vita Vea would end the season with double-digit sacks and lead the Buccaneers. In sacks. So certainly Vita Vea getting a lot of praise. Fun fact about the Seattle Seahawks, Geno Smith, if you remember, same draft class as Travis Kelsey, Kansas City Chiefs. Great uh, tight end. The New York Jets chose Geno Smith instead of Travis Kelsey. And apparently if Geno Smith would have already been off the board, they would have drafted Travis Kelsey. Um, heard that on the New Heights podcast. Make sure you check that out. It's pretty amazing stuff. Um, now, here's, here's my question, not to not to run us off track or anything but had travis kelsey gone to the new york jets is he really travis kelsey oh travis kelsey was very happy that he did not go to the new york jets don't worry about that so again uh new heights podcast that's travis and jason kelsey's uh podcast eagles and chiefs players and look uh i don't care if you're an eagles or chiefs fan it's that's that's a good podcast you need to listen to that guys um all right so that leads to the concern i'm concerned about geno smith and the seattle seahawks this is not a get right opponent. Okay. If the Buccaneers don't come into this game, right. They're going to lose. 
That's I just feel that firmly in my bones. If the Buccaneers do not come into this game correct, they are going to lose. This is not a get-right opponent. You can't just wait till the second quarter and turn it on. You got to come in from the very beginning. I'm, saying, I'm not saying you got to score every single drive and all that stuff, okay? But you got to come in there fighting. You got to come in there showing some proficient football back and forth, complimentary. If you don't score, flip the field, all those kinds of things. Uh, I'm going to re- reiterate a little bit of what I said on the crossover for those who didn't catch the crossover. Uh, Seahawks have scored 27 or more points in each of their last three games. The Buccaneers only scored 23 or more once all season long. Seattle is top 10 in rushing yards, passing yards, total yards per play, has one of the lowest interception percentages from Geno Smith, that quarterback that was selected ahead of Travis Kelsey. They're top five and third down offense and in scoring and they're scoring touchdowns at an over an 85% clip when they get to goal to go fourth in the NFL in scoring. This Buccaneers defense is very, very good. The CLC Hawks offense has been very, very good as well. If this Buccaneers defense can keep Seattle under 24 points, that is a good day compared to what has happened the rest of the season. So this Buccaneers offense, you got to come in here looking for that 25, 26 point mark. Remember, Go back to the the Derek Brooks, Warren Sapp, Mike Allstott Super Bowl Buccaneers, and they used to tell a story about the defense tell the offense, get us X amount of points, we'll get you a win. If this Buccaneers squad does that, which I don't think they do, but if they were to do that, that Buccaneers defense, he's looking at this offense and say, okay, guys, get us 26 points, we'll get you a win because the Seahawks offense is legit. I, I do agree that the Seahawks offense, I mean, the, the Seahawks in general are a much better team than any of us would have guessed coming into the season, but I'm going to try to give our listeners a little bit of optimism following your concern about, because here's the thing about Seattle. You, you mentioned that they have scored 27 or more in each of their last three, 23 points or more in six of nine of those six games where they scored 23 points or more, the teams that they were facing New York Giants, ninth in scoring defense. That's solid. The Chargers are 30th. Cardinals are 31st. Saints, 28th. Lions, 32nd. Falcons, 26th. So they haven't really been facing the world beaters of defense. The best defense they faced this season in terms of scoring were the Denver Broncos in week one. Uh, They scored 17 points. The Buccaneers currently rank fifth in the NFL and scoring defense. I'm not saying that the Seahawks offense is fake by any means. I'm just saying they've had a great run, but they've had a real favorable matchup in that run. Doesn't mean I'm not concerned about the same things you're concerned about because sometimes when you face bad teams, it helps your team get on a roll. And just because I'm confident in the Bucs defense starting to get together doesn't mean I am not worried about Kenneth Walker III. That is my concern about over the last four games, Kenneth Walker III, 424 rushing yards and six touchdowns. The Seahawks are averaging 133.8 rushing yards per game. The Buccaneers are towards the bottom of the NFL in rush defense, and I believe they're allowing over 130 rush yards per game. That is a matchup that worries me. That is the matchup that can absolutely beat the Buccaneers if they if Kenneth Walker continues to do Kenneth Walker things. It could be a real long day for Bucks fans, uh, both at home and over in Germany. All right, this episode is brought to you by Simply Safe. If you've thought about securing your home 
with home security, but have been putting it off, you will want to listen up right now. Locked on Bucks listeners can order that number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. That is their biggest offer of the year, and you won't want to miss it. Did you know that over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package thefts spike nationally? That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off their award-winning security system so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system that I recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL. That is their biggest discount of the year. So do not wait. That's simplysafe.com forward slash locked on NFL. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Wrapping things up here on a Friday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast, and it is prediction time, David. You've done much better at these than I have over the course of recent weeks. Um, so I'm hoping to kind of turn the tide. Not that I want you to be wrong. I just want me to be right for once. Uh, let's go ahead and start off with our bold predictions. And uh, I know a lot of Bucks fans are going to want me to be right about this one, but I am saying that Chris Godwin will get his first touchdown of the season. It is wild to think about the fact that Chris Godwin has yet to score a touchdown this year. And he is on pace, David, for 175 targets. And he has yet to get into the end zone. It's got to change sometime, and I, I hope it's this week. Yeah, uh, my fantasy team also hopes that it's this week. My bold prediction is one of those young Tampa Bay Buccaneers potentially replacing a veteran Tampa Bay Buccaneer running back. Not that I wish ill on Leonard Fournette by any means. Uh, Rashad White, and I'm going to kind of just go chalk here. So maybe it's not 100% bold because not only has it already happened, but people are basically predicting that's going to continue to happen. Um, so if you don't think it's bold enough, let me know, and I'll throw another one in the comments. But Rashad White outgaining Leonard Fournette in total offense uh, against Seattle Seahawks. That is my bold prediction. And look, bye week is after that. I mean, we all know the best time for teams to make wholesale changes on their on their roster is the bye week. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But yeah, my bold prediction, Rashad White's outgaining Leonard Fournette in total offense. My predictive player of the game, and before anybody gives me any grief, okay, even if last week's performance didn't happen, this still would have been my predictive player of the game. And I'm going with Kate Otten. Yes, we all know James loves Kate Otten. But you know who doesn't love defending tight ends? The Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> through, through, what is it, nine games this season, the Seattle Seahawks have allowed 45 receptions for 687 yards and three touchdowns to the tight end position alone. That's an average of nine receptions for 76.3 yards per game, just to the tight end position. We know Brady trusts Kate Otten. He trusted him in you know the closing minutes on some crucial drives and trusted him to get into the end zone to get a win. Uh, he's definitely going to trust him against the worst defense in the NFL against tight ends. Uh, it's going to be a Kate Otten day, and I am here for it. My player of the game is going to be <laughs> Rashad White. Look, 
I just think that if the Buccaneers are going to take advantage of the Seahawks defense that has had some some rough moments and 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 has done better as of late, but I think that they have some some vulnerabilities. I think you're going to need a more traditional Tom Brady running back to do it. And Rashad White is that traditional Tom Brady back. I know there was like one year where where Legarrette Blount did had a really great season. Uh, playing with Tom Brady but again when he started that season he was kind of the backup and there was just it was kind of a very short-lived uh period that that LeGarrette Blount really had uh that great season I mean that's and that's a name that I don't think I ever thought I would say very you know again on this on this show um the other part that has me thinking that this is gonna be Rashad White game is that Leonard Fournette was or Leonard Fournette Byron Leftwich was asked on Thursday about his running back situation specifically he was asked about getting Rashad White involved on first downs and and look he didn't say, yes, we're going to get Rashad White more carries on first downs. But you know what else he didn't say? He didn't say that Leonard Fournette was their main guy. And he didn't say that Leonard Fournette was going to continue to get the lion's share of touches. He basically took the opportunity to support his quote-unquote starting running back and didn't support any running back, which means this thing might be a little bit more wide open than people uh, are expecting. Now, because I said all that, um, Rashad White will get two touches um, against the Seattle Seahawks. Leonard Fournette will get 22, go off for 145 yards and three touchdowns. So, that will probably happen because that's just my luck. But I, I think that this thing is going to rest on Rashad White the way that I see it going right now. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. And you know what? If Lenny starts off hot, ride the hot hand. I'm all about it. But right now yeah, there hasn't absolutely. been a hot hand, and it's it's time to start trying something new. David, before we get to our score predictions, let's take a look around the NFL at some of the other games. Thanks to BetOnline.net. They've got more odds, lines, and props than ever before. Bet Online where the game starts and we are going to start in Minnesota with the Buffalo Bills three and a half point favorites at the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, I The questions around Josh Allen have me kind of concerned. I want to go Vikings at home in this one. Uh, I'm still going to go Bills, even if Case Keenum maybe starts for the Buffalo Bills, just because I know the Vikings have a very good record. They've only lost one game. They should have lost a lot more. I don't want to say a lot more, but they should have lost at least two or three more than they have. So I'm not saying that they're a fake six and one, but they're not exactly a real six and one. I'm just I'm still going Buffalo in this one. All right. We have the New Orleans Saints as one and a half point road favorites at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, until Dennis Allen puts Jameis Winston back in as a starting quarterback, the Saints aren't going to do anything. I got Steelers. I want to agree with you there, but I think this is one of those games where Andy Dalton ends up getting a win just to continue to like fortify his decision to continue to start Andy Dalton, which is the wrong decision. I'm going to take the Saints in this one. We no. have the Indianapolis Jeff Saturdays traveling to Las Vegas to take on the four and a half point favorite Raiders. Uh, I, I got to go Raiders on this one. The Colts are a hot mess. You know what? The Colts are a hot mess. And Jim Irsay deserves all the ridicule he's getting, which is why somehow they're going to get a win in Jeff Saturday's first head coaching appearance because the universe doesn't want me to trash Jim Irsay any more than I already have. All right, the Los Angeles Chargers at the San Francisco 49ers. The Niners are seven-point favorites. I'm going upset. I'm taking the Chargers. I'm going Niners. I think that uh, I think the Chargers being crowned was premature, like I said in the offseason, and I'm not yeah. trying to pat my own back, but I, I just I think it was premature, and I think the Niners are going to continue to show why. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. 
The Buccaneers are two and a half point favorites in Munich at home against the Seattle Seahawks. David on the crossover, you've already made your score prediction, but for those that haven't listened to that yet and are immediately going to finish this episode and go back and listen to that crossover, what was your score prediction? Yeah, uh, at the time, the Buccaneers were three-point favorites. I kind of thought that was weird, so I gave the Seahawks a three-point win, 23-20. I just, until the Buccaneers show a full game sign of life, uh, I can't, you know, it's just it's, it's too hard to rely that that's actually going to be a thing. But I do think it's going to be close, which means that the Buccaneers will have a chance to pull it out. We'll we'll just, uh, we'll have to see. You know, if, if Tom Brady decides to target Kate out and some more, then maybe they get a win here. Um, I just want to point out a lot of my game predictions this week not really analytics based very a lot of very gut feeling predictions i'm not sure i would rely on my picks this that much this weekend uh i am going with my gut on this one and, and even though i had said that the same thing you did that i'm not going to be picking the buccaneers to win until they give me a reason why i had the gut feeling they were going to pull it off against the rams last week i think they're going to show up and show out in munich germany uh, I think Seattle is going to be facing the toughest defense that they faced in about two months. And the Buccaneers are going to emerge with a much needed win heading into the bye week. I'm taking the Bucs 23 to 14. With that, we are going to get out of here. We will be live immediately after the game with a postcast bright and early. We, you might catch us before the one o'clock games even kick off. Because don't forget, the Buccaneers and the Seahawks kick off at 9.30 in the morning Eastern time. We want to thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen or view of the day. For your second listen, make sure you're checking out Locked On Sports today for the biggest headlines in all of sports. Check out everything David's doing over at BucksGameDay.com. Check out my work at BucksNation.com. And, of course, follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, and at DHarrison82. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding weekend. Stay safe, stay healthy, fire those cannons. Thank you so much for joining us right here.